It's time to live out your faith in the business arena. It's time to explore biblical wisdom for business success. It's time to connect with kingdom leaders in the trenches. Inspiring interviews, timely conversations, and more. It's time for the Nourish the Dream podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Nourish the Dream podcast. I'm David Johnson. Dean, it's good to have you back, man. (laughs) Thanks, David G. I'm back in the house and glad to be here. It has been a while since we produced an episode, and uh, we have uh, just been talking lately about the opportunity that we have to, uh, to, to do this and maybe to fill a gap. You know, I, I feel like there's a gap in the, in, the, in, the, in the Christian business community right now mm-hmm. that we have an opportunity to fill, you know? Well, um, you know, God's called us uniquely, uh, gifted us uniquely. And if we can be used by him to fill a gap in the Christian community, I'm, I'm ready to go. I do. I, and the reason I say that is that, you know, there are a lot of, of Christian business owners. I think if you looked at the small business stats and you could get in there a little bit, you know, small business is, is responsible for creating the vast majority of jobs. Oh, absolutely. In the United States, right? That became very clear, you know, in the last political season, you know, we heard all about that. Yeah, we sure did. And the 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 i believe that if you could dig in there a little bit you would find that some substantial number of those business owners and entrepreneurs who 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 are you know in that statistic are actually believers <laughs> I re- actually believers I, I no i mean well okay all right so actually uh, believers yeah you know what i mean I, I i believe that they have a faith in god and that right. and that you know i think there's probably not much that keeps you on your knees more than owning a business am i right no doubt about that <laughs> something something called payroll on friday you know yeah let's pray about that yeah let's pray about that shall we so um you know so i, I but i believe that and, and so and when i say that i think you know where do these people you know it's, it's it's a lonely place owning a business you know certainly can be yeah, at times you can really be really isolated and unless you have a resource like you know the the C12 group which you're a part of right uh, then you know it can be a it can be a, a tough place you know sometimes oh boy and that that uh, accountability having brothers and sisters in Christ to lock arms with to pray with to bounce things off of to vent to um, boy it, it would be lonely uh, I, I appreciate my wife being that sounding board uh, you know all the time but um, my brothers uh, around that C12 table particularly uh, give me a, a, an opportunity to literally cry together, laugh together. Um, we need that. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to do it alone. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you are identifying with what we're talking about, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, or maybe you want to be. Maybe you have a dream that God's given you. That's why this is called Nourish the Dream. You know, what, Regardless of the stage of the dream, if it's still just a little seed in your heart, or if it's something that produces millions of dollars every year and employs hundreds of people, uh, that's a dream that God gave you, and we're here to nourish that. And so uh, I'm excited to have you back. You know, um, we want to to speak to you if you're one of those people, and if you whether you have a resource like the C12 group or not, you know, we want you to know you're not alone. There's a lot of right. us out here, and uh, a lot of us that are endeavoring to bring godly principles and the kingdom of God to bear on our businesses. And, you know, Dean, as you and I were talking before the show today, I believe God has called business owners to what they do. Amen. Absolutely. Right? And yet, and yet, I still believe that that is a message that's not heard very often Hmm. in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if, if you are a C12 member, you go to those conferences, you hear it a lot. 
Right, right. But if you haven't been to a, a, a nurse, a dream event, a C12 conference, or one of the other, there are lots of other organizations out there that are serving Christian businesses. If you haven't been to a conference like that, you know, what you hear most of the time from the pulpit yeah. is different. Am I right? Absolutely. I, I, I frankly can't remember the last time in over you know 30 years of being involved in church leadership uh, at several churches. Uh, the pastor actually presented a message about us going into the marketplace and doing ministry out there, even though God's Word clearly says that one of the reasons to gather together at church is to be equipped to do the work of the ministry. Well, Honestly, most churches are very attractional, and hey, what can we do to bring people in here in these four walls? Right. Get them saved, baptized, all the right things, make disciples. Sure. But it, it's very oriented toward bringing them here for that versus yeah. how do we do that out in the marketplace every day? Yeah. And of course, you know, in the Bible, I think it's over 70%, 75% of the recorded uh, interaction that Christ had with people was in the marketplace. It, it wasn't. At church, so and he wasn't out there just saying, "Hey, if you like what you hear, uh, you know, here on the hilltop, follow me to the synagogue." Because man, on Saturday morning in Woo! the synagogue, that's boy, where it happened. Exactly, man. And we got a rabbi over there, and he'll make sure you're all good with God. You know, <laughs> no, that's not what happens. Right. No. Right. No. So you're called to do it if you're a business owner, if you want to be, if you're an entrepreneur. You're 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 called to do what you do, and uh, and and that that you know people that are hearing this today, Dean, may be in various stages of understanding about that. You know, sure. that could be a brand new idea. It could be something that's 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 been around for a while. But you know, um, as we as we jump into today's topic, I ran across this video clip of Bono. You know, wait. Yeah. The Bono? You too, Bono? The Bono. Not The Edge, but The Bono. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bono from U2. He is so cool, isn't he? You know, I wish that I could just get away with the glasses. Yeah. You know? I mean, I want a pair of those. They're I don't so know if cool. they would go with my lack of hair, but, you know, I don't know. You could pull it off. Yeah, I, I think you could. You got the you got the, the color thing going with the... Uh, yeah, you could, you, could, you could pull it off. But anyway, so Bono is, uh, is, is invited to speak at Georgetown University. Cool. Okay. okay, and so he's presenting to a to a conference, and uh, I think it was it was a conference that was focused on um, aid, worldwide poverty elimination kind of kind of conference, and, and I'm probably skewing some of the details there, but he was on the topic of what do we do about Africa and what's mm. wrong with Africa, and um, why don't we uh, why don't we hear a little bit of what Bono had to say? I'd love to. So some <clears throat> of Africa is rising and some of Africa is stuck. The question is whether the rising bit will pull the rest of Africa up or whether the other Africa will weigh the continent down. Which will it be? Stakes here aren't just about them. Uh, imagine for a second this last global recession, but without the economic growth of China and India without the hundreds of millions of newly minted middle-class folks who now buy American and European goods. Imagine that. Think about the last five years. Rockstar preaches capitalism. <laughs> wow. Sometimes I hear myself and I just can't believe it. Um, but commerce is real. That's what you're about here. It's real. Aid is just a stopgap. Commerce, entrepreneurial capitalism takes more people out of poverty than aid. Of course, we know that. So did you hear what I just heard? I think I did, but I still not sure I believe it. Rockstar preaches capitalism at Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who would have dreamed that? You know his 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 core point, and actually the the entire clip is 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 even is even more interesting. But this one little soundbite is just mm. e- easy to pull out, where he basically says that entrepreneurial capitalism has and does eliminate poverty far more effectively than aid. Wow! So actually, inviting people to earn a living, earn their way to self esteem, earn their way to some financial security is better than just giving them a check? You know, it would seem to be that he believes that. Wow. And he's uh, Bono. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's Bono. Yeah, he's Bono. This is this is Bono. At talking. Georgetown. At Georgetown, which is just, I mean, the combination in, of that is pretty funny. Isn't that like really close to Washington, D.C.? I, I think it's, it's, it's you know, mm. pretty left. Mm. <laughs> and so uh, the issue is not really a left-right issue. The issue is, if you're honest about what mm. does it take to pull people, large numbers of people, out of poverty, mm-hmm. then you recognize at the end of the day that just funneling money, food, resources, and stuff, and just giving it out is not ultimately going to produce the desired result. Hmm. Wow. That is uh, virtually countercultural to our current mindset in America. The, the, the direction we're heading, David, uh, my goodness, they're, they're wanting to extend unemployment benefits even beyond two years, as though 99 weeks isn't enough to just sit on the couch and, and collect a check. But I think our point today uh, really centers around what's that do for the individual? Mm-hmm. Uh, is is just giving him a check on the couch, creating um, any sense of esteem, any sense of self worth, any sense of stability, yeah. uh, sense of of caring. Uh, I mean, what I think Bono's point was even in even in Africa, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, where we're giving aid to the hurting in Africa, which, by the way, my wife and I had an amazing opportunity to do a little over a dozen years ago in Kenya and Ethiopia, uh, you certainly see the need sure. starkly in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's just, wow. Um, so maybe that's why it's the focus when people say, oh, let's help people in Africa. <laughs> yeah. You know, because the need is so stark. But there are plenty of needs. I think Detroit has some pretty dark areas right now that could use that aid themselves. I right? think you buy buy a house for a dollar there, if I if I remember right. <laughs> right. There, you know, there's lots of homes available for just right. a buck. You know, right. uh, no, you're right. And 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 so with that, then um, here's what I heard. Yeah. When I when because when I hear Bono talk about aid in Africa and all that sort of stuff, and the idea that hey, we're you know if we introduce businesses. Even if we said, let's go fund some businesses, hmm. you know, and there are these uh, opportunities to do that through microloans and, right. and some other, you know, int- very interesting ideas that, that, that allow people to start businesses. Um, ironically, what the, even through the micro lending industry, what they've learned is that if you give, you know, uh, one of these individuals who basically has an idea for a business, mm-hmm. no resources, no banks ever going to trust this individual to pay the loan back. What they find is that these people pay the loans back, in some cases, uh, at a higher rate than Americans do. Right. <laughs> you know, right. With, with credit, and and even a small amount of money, fifty hundred dollars, can can radically change their life if they use it to start a business. Right. And and the inspiration that, of stories that we're reading of people who have uh, taken advantage of that opportunity, it, it, the, again, esteem needs just 
off the chart uh, of how they feel vital. They feel useful. They feel like they're fulfilling a real purpose in their life versus just existing in life. Let's talk about that for a minute because what does it do to a person? Uh, I saw a picture recently, and I believe it was in Syria, where there was a, a food line. And we'll post this picture with today's episode. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to see the photo, uh, you can you can see it. And I'll, I'll show it to you, Dean. I know you haven't probably seen it yet. But this is a photo of one of the largest masses of humans that you have ever witnessed in one place in your life hmm. in what looks to be a very, very wide city street. And as far as the eye can see... There is just a, an, an enormous ocean of people hmm. crammed in every possible, and they're lining up to get aid. Hmm. They're lining up for food. For food, yeah. So imagine hmm. you're an individual with no hope, and someone has announced they're giving away food, and you find yourself in this throng of people and uh, I don't know how humanitarianly, if that's even a word, it's being done, right? If they're being kind to the people as they give the food out. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about the details. Right. But I'm just thinking about the, the, the sense of value that you may or may not have in a throng of people. And your only hope is somebody's got a handout, hmm. right? I can't imagine their esteem would be very high at that point. And, and maybe you're really grateful that, hey, there's food, right? I mean, sure, that, that probably is an overwhelming you know, mm-hmm. sense. But you're walking away with your bag of food, and you're thinking, you know, what if they don't come back right. tomorrow or next week or whenever this runs out, whatever I just got, right. you know? Um, and and you've, you've got no hope. I, I just, you know, we, 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 I did a project a few years ago. We had a, we had a client who uh, built a software tool that, um, was, was intended to help facilitate the distribution of benefits in Florida. Okay. Okay, so um, if you applied for, at that time it was TANF, you know, Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. It's basically, you know, a food stamp, you know, welfare type program. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the current program has a new name, but that, that, that was the program at the time. And, and I watched as people would come in and apply for benefits. And... You know, you have to prove that you're in a bad situation, right? Right. So you're well. Then you did. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. At the time, correct. <laughs> I yeah. digress. Yes. No, you're right. So, so, but you had to prove. You know, this is my situation, and this is how bad it is, and these are my expenses, and you, so you're you're just you're swimming in the muck of your situation. You know, right? And you're at the mercy of the person across the desk, right? Because they're either going to approve you or deny you, hmm. right? And, uh, and, and based entirely upon how your situation, how you've managed to make it look, you know, when you filled out the forms. Right. Right. What was their countenance like? What did their eyes look like? It was tragic. It was one of the most depressing. And, and we were in several of these facilities around mm-hmm. Florida. So, I mean, everywhere, every place I went, it was one of the most depressing environments you could possibly imagine. Sure. I mean, the, down to the, to the, to the 1960s era decor, mm-hmm. you know, on the, on the, you know, the floors and the walls. And it's just, it's just not a happy place to be, you right. know. And even the employees who are working there. Oh man, because they get scammed all the time, and you got the the lady who has you know eighteen you know social security numbers, and right. you, know, you know what I mean. You, right. you got all that stuff going on because there's a handout. So the self esteem issues are just 
hard to fathom. And and if you've ever if you're listening today and you've ever been in a situation or maybe you're in that situation, right? right? You know, maybe you're collecting the unemployment check and you're you're at night week 98, you know, and uh, and you know what it is to pretend to apply for jobs so that you can look like you're fulfilling the requirements and 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 all of that stuff. I mean, we got you, rid of all that, David. Don't you don't have to worry about that. That, that doesn't exist anymore. Nope. Okay, see the last time I I remember years ago working in a retail environment when people would bring in the, "Hey, are you guys accepting applications?" No. Okay, well, can can I give you one anyway? I just need you to sign right here. Right. And, 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 we're not hiring. Uh, right, right. I understand. You're not hiring. That's okay. I just need your signature, right. you know, on the line, right? So what you're telling me is we don't even have to do that anymore. Right? Oh no. You, know, you don't no. have to demonstrate any Okay. See, I'm out of the loop. Right. But I think the point is that the the esteem is is the bar is being lowered even further. You don't even have to go out and do that. Right. At least then you felt like you were doing something, right? You're trying to help yourself. <laughs> kind of. Even if it's bogus. But compare that to the person who says, you know what? I have an idea. Hmm. What if my idea worked? Hmm. You know, hmm. what if I invented something and and people actually bought it? Right? Did you did you did you did you ever play Flappy Bird? <laughs> I I can't say that I have. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Right, so so, it, it, so it, this 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 is a, is a funny story. The guy invents this this game. It's and he originally invents it for the iPhone. Okay, goes out on the iPhone uh, about a year ago. I think it was um, mid twenty thirteen maybe May or so. He posts the game. He tweets about it. He's got, like, no Twitter followers. And, you know, so nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows about the game. It sits undetected in the, in the, in the app store for months. Very Good. little activity. You can go back and you can see, like, the reviews that people were posting. And somewhere around the four or five-month mark after the game was released, all of a sudden, it started to gain traction. Hmm. Right? People start playing the games. Now... I downloaded the game. It's actually not available anymore. Okay. But because I have it on my device, ah. I can still play this game. Okay. It induced rage because it is so frustrating. <laughs> it is like one of the f most annoying games ever made. You literally will die probably five times before you even score one point in the game. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and, and it's just frustrating as all. And that was what made people want to play it. Right. It, it took <laughs> okay. off. Okay. And, and it became this thing. And the estimate was in January 2014 yep. that he was making $55,000 a day in ad revenue oh my. from people playing the game. Oh, my. A day. $55,000 a day in ad revenue. You think that changed his esteem, any? Well, here's more to the story. Are you ready for this? He was a, an unknown programmer from Vietnam. Hmm. Living in, I mean, I'm guessing probably not the the greatest of financial situations. Right, right. That could be a little bit of a game changer. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Fifty five thousand dollars a day in wow. ad revenue. Now it's an estimate. It's based on you know some smart people wow. looking at all the traffic numbers and stuff, right? But fifty five thousand dollars a day. So what if you're that person and you're saying to yourself, "I invented this 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 thing, or I have an idea. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go learn how to write code so I can develop an app and I can put my game out there on the app store, right? And mm -hmm. just see what happens, right?" Right, pretty amazing stuff. And uh, so, so what if you're that person? Now, imagine that guy's esteem, 
Right. As compared to the person who says, I'm going to join the, you know, 30,000 other people in line and hope I get a bag of rice today. Right. Stark difference. Stark difference. Stark difference. And the, the entrepreneurial capitalism, back to Bono. Yeah. Uh, makes that happen exactly. Ha- at least, at least presents the opportunity for that to happen, uh, which is certainly something we do appreciate about this great nation called America still. But the um, you, you know the majority of people out there listening m- may not feel like they could ever create that. Like, okay, that's cool for that guy. That's one guy, right? Right. But what about the guy who just gave his 48, 40 hours that week? Worked his hardest, gave his best to his employer, and and has a paycheck in his bank on Friday. Right. You know that guy can feel great about sure. what he did too. I worked an honest honest day. Yeah. And got an honest dollar for it. Exactly. Uh, there there's an esteem in that that also wouldn't happen had it not been for an entrepreneurial capitalist who started that business, who paid him exactly. <laughs> for his honest day's work. Yeah. I mean, so there's certainly no shame, no no problem in in being the best Indian you can be. We can't all be chiefs, is I guess my point. Um, it, it's awesome to have the opportunity in America to be a chief. Sure. But, but boy, as one, <laughs> I, I sure need a lot of great Indians to accomplish what God's called me to do in our mission. Uh, so I, I certainly hope that they can also gain the esteem the uh, the feel good about who they are, feel like they're still fulfilling the purpose God called them to. Exactly. As part of our mission, not necessarily having to birth their own. And you know, the beauty of what you're just describing is that, Dean, you've made your business centered around the mission of, of really expanding the kingdom of God right. and bringing people into the kingdom through what you do. You operate as a full-time for-profit Christian ministry as a pest control company believe it or not <laughs> and, and you know that is that is just a really powerful example mm. because maybe people don't sit you know back and, and think to themselves you know if I were going to start a ministry I think what I'd like to do is kill bugs <laughs> <laughs> no what they would think is I want to feed people in Africa that's ministry right you know I want to start a ministry by feeding hungry people in Africa Okay, so now you just turn this on its ear for a minute. Okay, because, because, because let's think about this. Even if you're a Christian business owner, right, the, the, the mentality of the modern era church is, listen, what you do in the, in the business world, that's, that's fine, that's great, as long as you're serving God with the prophets. Right, as long as you're giving to our missionaries that are doing the work well, of feeding people in Africa. Because let's face it, they're the ones that are in the ministry, uh, right, you know, right. They're the ones boots on the ground doing the work of the ministry. They're distributing the bags of you know food and 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 the and the resources that we send, so they can give it away. And good for you for working hard and and giving your tithe and maybe a little offering so that that can happen. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how, frankly, I I grew up with a lot of people who were Christians that owned businesses that thought of themselves as a wonderful conduit for God to bless through, so it was a pass-through to the church or to a nonprofit ministry of some sort to help aid other yeah. people right. in need. And, you know, I'm grateful for that mentality because it's— Of course. I, I'm, I'm, I, in the same way that I'm grateful for my first-grade math teacher, right? Because— Who did teach you one plus one equals two. Exactly. I mean, because today I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do if I didn't know that, right? That was like— 
you know the foundation a step on the journey yep. right exactly yep. and yes there are people who have given their lives and 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 need support fine that's great yep but the idea that they're the ones doing the ministry and you're just a cash cow for the kingdom who <laughs> who who produces profits I like so that cash cow for the kingdom absolutely man cash cows unite right <laughs> because that mentality cheapens hmm. the calling that God's placed on your life as a business owner. Hmm. That mentality actually pulls the legs out. And I'm grateful that 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 we're able to to participate in that way. As well. Right. Right. But man, what God is calling you to do as a business owner is every bit as high a calling as the guy behind the pulpit. You bet. The person leading worship. Absolutely. The Sunday school teacher. Yep. The missionary in Africa. Right. The advantage we have in a service business is, is that we don't have to attract them to us to come to our building to hear about the good news. No, they call you. We go to them. <laughs> They're begging you know, for you to come. We right. take it there. Absolutely. Uh, so we arguably have more opportunity than the local church does to touch lives. I mean, we you know, we have thousands of customers that we can share the good news with right where they are instead of having to have a big festival or a big Christmas pageant or something that costs a lot of money to attract the thousands to come to church. For a, you know, 60-minute, maybe 120-minute if you're, if you're, if you're you know, really those, good. Yeah. Uh, experience right. where they may come in, hear a message, you know, get in, get out, go on with your life. Right. Versus... You know, I kind of look at, at, at business as a as a, a, a laboratory of sorts, you know, mm. where you get the opportunity on a daily basis to interact with people. They're going to see you at your worst. Right. They're going to hopefully see you occasionally at your best. <laughs> right. You know? They're going to see all of it. And, and, you know, if what you have is real, they're going to know. Versus, you know, the guy behind the pulpit, he's getting paid to do that, you know, and mm. he's been polished in a school somewhere where they train people to talk good and they you know what i mean and they and 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 they've got the the lights and the smoke machines and the sound system and the fancy music and all of that to create this whole thing and so he can get up there and he's playing t-ball man he's got the, the everything's teed up he just does his thing and you know he's a pro right how authentic i mean don't get me wrong i believe that there are lots of people doing that that are authentic but if you're a guy off the street, gal off the street, you don't know. Hmm. I mean, does, what does that guy live like at home? I mean, we've all seen the TV preachers and where they end up, you know. So, not all of them. All right. Not all of them. Some of them. All right. <laughs> you know. So, don't pick on me. I'm just, you know. Don't write me hate mail. <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know, I, we have a client who's a TV preacher. I, 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 I believe in, 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 in reaching out. But your point is very, is very, very, very important is that we have the opportunity to interact with people on a daily basis in the marketplace. Right. And, um, if we do something wrong, we got to make it right. Absolutely. You don't get to take a pass, you know, uh, you gotta, you, you, you gotta make it right. You gotta be real. You gotta live your faith. It's, it's the real, it's the real deal. I, I, that's why I say, I kind of look at it as a, Maybe laboratory isn't the right word, but it's 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 an environment where the the opportunity to make disciples is real. I, I think laboratory is a perfect word for it, frankly, David, because that's where you do the work. That's where you get to play out. Does this work or not? Uh, for real, uh, the laboratory is, is 
you know, where you experiment and see results. We, we, we poured this fluid into this beaker and <laughs> it did, bam, it blew up. Wow, uh, that's real life. That's where the rubber hits the road, if you will. And so I, I think the laboratory is a really good uh, description of what we have the opportunity every day in the marketplace to live out and, and to flesh out this thing called uh, Christian life and, and following Christ and, and helping others to, to do the same. Yeah, and I believe if you're listening today and you own a business, you're an entrepreneur, you, are, you have the dream of being an entrepreneur, you are the answer that America needs. Mm-hmm. You are the answer that this that this that this world needs. Africa, Africa, uh, yeah, Africa, India, China. Um, you know, the world. At the end of the day, the world is looking for people who have answers. Mm-hmm. The world responds to the solutions that have been tested and proven in the lab right. and known to work. And sure, there are forces that have a lot of control. You know, I, I think it's an important thing for us to distinguish between entrepreneurial capitalism, as Bono was referring to it, right. and the thing that I call crapitalism, right? Mm. The, the crony <laughs> capitalism that relies on centralized government that you can pay off hmm. to advance your quote-unquote business, you know, your business. Uh, that is not what I'm advocating for. Right. And there's a lot of that. In fact, some of the some of the largest, most influential companies on the planet today exist outside the bounds of politics. They're able to, you know, literally transcend mm-hmm. borders and laws, and and and, uh, and that is a form of evil all its own, <laughs> right? <laughs> what I'm talking about is. The family-owned business, the small to mid-sized company, or even bigger companies, but mm-hmm. that have real values and that do produce value in the marketplace, and certainly those that have chosen to center their operations around the gospel, like you and and others have done. Right. Uh, you know, Jesus made a point of saying one time, you know, the poor you will always have with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're never going to, quote, cure world poverty. (laughs) There's always going to be a a lowest uh, on the poverty level. Sure. Um, But I I think what what Jesus was saying in that was that that he he called us to be poor of spirit. In in other words, be humble, be uh, full of his Holy Spirit, uh, which brings the fruit of that, Mm -hmm. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc., but the uh, mindset should be of humility uh, and, and, and reach down every opportunity you get to try to pull somebody up. But I think our point today is the reach down to pull somebody up isn't always a check. Exactly. It's not always a bag of rice. It, it could be an opportunity to work yeah. and earn and, and an opportunity to grow in your skill set and, and to learn a new trade. I mean, that's a reach down to some people who are unemployed completely and or underemployed. And, hey, come on up. Absolutely. This is a high calling. Come on up and join us in this mission and find purpose in your life and, and find why God put you here. And it it, it can be exciting to work, <laughs> to, yeah. to be part of that instead of just sit on the couch and get another check. That That is a an end in itself. So if you're one of those individuals who owns a business, you're an entrepreneur, you're dreaming of being an entrepreneur, 
it's time for you to grow. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to expand. It's it's not time to just maintain and say, you know what, I've got's good enough, and I'll I'll uh, I'll be able to maintain this until it's time for me to sell it or, or or hand it off to my kids or retire or whatever the whatever the dream is. No, no, it's time to grow. Amen. God's calling you to step it up, man. There are people who need what you have, not just the products and the widgets and the services that you provide. I'm talking about people who need the opportunity, right. people who need that that reach down that you're talking about. And and some of the people that that need the the, the reach down are, are are some of us. They're 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 Amen. the next inventor of a of a best selling you know Flappy Bird Flappy Bird game or 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 uh, you know what was it a couple of years ago there was the Silly Bands thing that came out. You remember those? Right. I, I mean you know how many how many of those how many the unbelievable volume of business that was done, mm. and the guy that started the Silly Bands originally was a believer. Um, very interesting story. That might be one of the things that we could dig up and tell that story at some point in time on this podcast. But okay. God's calling you to advance what you're doing. Amen. That means that, you know, you're going to need to sharpen, you know, what you do, how you do it. You're going to need to improve your skills. Right. You're going to need to hire people, a team, grow your team. You're going to need to um, expand your team if you've already got one. You're going to need to invest in your team. You've got to. A, right. a, a, a right. substantial team, Dean. Right. And I know that you continually are looking for ways to to invest in them and sure. serve them so that they can, you know, um, serve your customers Pull more effectively. Absolutely. Yep. And so uh, I just want to say this as we wind up this episode of the Nourish the Dream podcast. You know, what you do is valuable. God's called you to it. Don't let any church person, church member... Be they a pastor or be they a janitor. I don't care who, what their role is. in the. Ch- don't let them devalue what it is that God has called you to do. Amen. Because what you do is significant. And uh, we're here to nourish that and, and to provide you some in- inspiration, maybe some strategy, some practical tools from time to time. And, uh, Dean, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Me too. Of the Thanks, David. Thank it's been you. great. I appreciate you being here. And we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time. Hey, I do want to mention this. Uh, the Bono video clip, the photo of the Syrian uh, stuff. And actually, I've got some additional analysis. All of that's going to be posted along with today's episode of the Nourish the Dream podcast. You can find it at nourishthedream.com. Thanks for listening to the Nourish the Dream podcast. Subscribe via iTunes, get email updates, and find archived episodes at nourishthedream.com. Like Nurse the Dream on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay connected to strategic fuel for your dream. This has been a production of Nourish the Dream.